an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, alongside Mike Pritchard, our VSIN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the league, former first round pick, and also a national champion. For the Colorado Buffaloes back in the early 90s. Pritch, college football is here. Labor Day weekend is yes. here, buddy. How we doing? Oh, uh, doing great. How about you? I mean, I can't be more excited about what's just, just taking place uh, with college football, kicking off the season uh, a week away from the NFL season, as we know. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I, I I analyze the NFL, but I'm a big fan of college football, right? And, and certainly oh, yeah. a big betting fan. I, By the way, from a betting standpoint, I think we're at the tip of the iceberg uh, for college football because the growth mm. is going to be there. Uh, once we get through this playoff stuff and get to a real playoff. Yeah. Uh, and then once we get through all this realignment and, all, you know, jockeying for position in terms of TV rights and, uh, you know, getting your dollars right that way. Uh, but as we've seen last night and recently, even, uh, you know, the build up to week one in college football, mm-hmm. the talent pool is spreading out across the country, right? It's no longer concentrated, I believe, in certain areas. I, I believe the coaching is going to ma- matter from a betting standpoint. Uh, these transfer portals certainly is going to matter. It's influenced already. Uh, but getting these guys ready uh, and who can get these guys ready, I think is going to be so key to betting. Yeah, the transfer portal has added an added element yep. to betting on this stuff. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, sometimes you have a really good feeling about a team and what they recruit like, but sometimes those transfers really come together, like we saw with USC a season ago when there mm-hmm. were so many question marks this time last year, and they end up being on the doorstep of perhaps going to the college football playoff, if not losing to the Utah Utes in that Pac 12 title game. But before we get into Utah's win over Florida yesterday, last night, and also we saw Minnesota win in comeback fashion against Nebraska, <laughs> Pritch, I'm not sure if you noticed while watching the games. 
I think every commercial break I saw a promotion for your Colorado Buffaloes <laughs> taking did. on TCU yes. tomorrow. Yes. Every yes. single time I was watching, <clears throat> I was watching Minnesota and Nebraska, mm-hmm. and like every commercial was too legit, <laughs> too <laughs> legit. To, I'm like, God damn! Yeah. Like, I know the game is tomorrow, big noon kickoff, whatever. You got to be pumped for your Buffs. They're Dion Coach Prime's debut. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we know what time the game is. I yeah. saw it about forty-seven times last. You know night. the thing about Prime uh, is, is literally wherever he walks, like money falls off of him. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, and Fox is they're like, look, boy, that's we, the gravy train. Exactly. We know this guy is is attracting so much attention, which he is, and he knows how to do it. Uh, but it is insane. By the way, 11 and a half, first half total, first half <laughs> spread right there. They're going to um, surprise them early? 11 and a half. Uh, you know, that's an early kickoff. But okay. uh, they Talk they, to me, Pritch. Well, they flew down yesterday. Mm. And so they're playing, they're practicing now, getting acclimated to the heat and the time because it is early kickoff. So they flew down yesterday uh, and Prime wants to dominate. So I was looking at mm. that first half. I My biggest bet last year, Fem was first half in this exact game in Boulder. And mm-hmm. that roster for CU stunk last yeah. year, right? Uh, but yet the emotion of it, uh, new head coach for TCU, quarterback situation in flux. Yeah, they got it right, and, and they killed the buffs in the second half. But that first half was iffy, right? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about kids here. And, and so uh, I think, you know, if you look at TCU, the quarterback situation solidified, we think, right? Um uh, and then there's a lot of new players there. The same thing with CU. There's a lot of new players, but Dion's familiar with these new players. Mm. Um, now, can they win on the road? That, that's, that's the biggest test. I mean, we saw that as we we're going to get into Florida and Utah. Can you play well on the road, or, or do you short-circuit and make mistakes, <sighs> right, that cost you ball games? Yeah, and, and that's exactly what happened at Rice-Eccles Stadium last night. We'll go more into Colorado TCU a little mm-hmm. bit later. I just wanted to point that out, Pritch. I was like, I think this is the 47th time I've seen this promotion oh, for Colorado TCU. Yeah. I mean, it, I'm just saying, I hope it's a competitive game. That's yeah. all I'm saying. The spread right now, 20 and a half, the Horn Frogs, but we'll talk more about that a little bit later. Florida last night just mm-hmm. laid an absolute stinker on the West Coast. It's it rare to see an SEC team go into Pac-12 country, <laughs> or at least what used to be Pac-12 country right. uh, in non-conference play there. But Utah gets the win 24-11. to Bryson Barnes got the start. It was not Cam Rising, despite all the uncertainty prior to kickoff. We saw Cam Rising on the field in warm-ups. He even was out there kind of talking to Billy Napier, the head coach of Florida. Market was bouncing back and forth. Ultimately, it settled at four and a half as the close and Utah covered that number, and the score probably doesn't even indicate mm. how big of a blowout this thing was. 24-11, but it felt like it was 40-11. to 11. Yeah. Florida never had any chance to win this game. Game also goes under the total as well. Right. Florida, I mean, when you think about Utah, first of all, Rice Eccles, that place is so hard to play. I, I called a number of games yeah. uh, back when they were in the Mountain West and um, a ton of games up there, and that's before they got it going, right? And, and now they have it going. They've been so consistent with the program. Um and that was going to be a tough environment. I don't care who you're playing. And then certainly the altitude, too, um, uh, for Florida to go up there. And you, why do kids make mistakes? Fatigue, altitude, mm. you can't catch your breath. I mean, look at the first play of the game, right? And uh, for Utah offensively, and it's like, okay, if we can get out to that first fast score and create that momentum, get the crowd into it, that's going to make it tougher for a new situation for Florida. So um, give a lot of credit to Whittingham. Give a lot of credit to Utah, that program. They just keep going. I mean, the matchups, you, you can kind of handicap it that way. I, I, I look at the beginning of the year in college football when you're talking about these kids 
can they play on the road? You know, I, I really lean on the coaching and their staffs having their players prepared well enough. Mm-hmm. Or are they going to have missed assignments, you know, or, or mistakes, uh, turnovers, costly turnovers, uh, things like that in inopportune times uh, really shows you uh, that the, the advantages certainly on the road are not there, right, if you're not well prepared from a coaching staff standpoint. But it, certainly if you have somebody like a Whittingham and his staff, the consistency, the continuity of it all, the backup quarterback situation really doesn't matter. We're going to do what we do. Mm-hmm. Like, do we lose um, our capability to be explosive offensively because our starting quarterback's out, not out there? No. <laughs> We're good. Uh, yeah. And we talked about that last week, right? Uh, and so Utah has that confidence about them. Uh, 24-11 just crushed Florida uh, and the Gators in, in a big-time missing uh, situation at quarterback as well for Florida. Our producer, Elliot Bowman, put this note in the rundown, and it says that the Gators have not won a true road non-conference game outside of the state of Florida in 34 years mm. since beating Memphis on September 23rd, 1989. <laughs> like, there's a reason why some of these schools don't go outside their comfort zones in non-conference yeah. play, and they try to go to Atlanta or to Charlotte or to wherever that's kind of a bit closer to, closer to home, at least. Well, coaches, they don't want to, one, um, mm. especially if you have national championship aspirations. I mean, uh, you mentioned CU winning a national championship, which we did, and uh, we played the kickoff classic in Anaheim, and we were supposed to play... Florida State. Mm. Uh, Bobby Bowden didn't want to play that game. He didn't want that smoke. He didn't want that smoke because he's like, look, if we lose that game, our national championship hopes are out the window. And so our second opponent was actually Tennessee uh, from the SEC, right? And and so, you know, coaches, they don't want to play those tough games like that. Uh, And, you know, that's a tough trip for Florida. I don't care who you are. I don't care how great you think you are at SEC, SEC. No, I mean, Utah was going to be ready for that team. Yeah, and Florida was not great. Like, they actually yeah. looked bad, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. I think their win total was as low as we've ever seen a Florida team around that, like, five and a half, six range or so. Yeah. Like, not a lot is expected for the Florida Gators this year in 2023, which it's early in his tenure, Billy Napier now mm-hmm. in year two, but boy, <laughs> you wanted to see a little bit more improvement than what we saw last night. Like, yes, everyone's sir. raving about what he did at Louisiana Lafayette. Right. All right, man. Time to put up or shut up. We got to see this thing. And last night, I didn't like what I saw. Uh, in the Big Ten, yeah. from an offensive standpoint, Ooh. I didn't like what I saw either. Pritch. Did you I fall mean, asleep? <laughs> I mean, at the end of the game, <laughs> Gus Johnson and Joel Cladden, they do a terrific job, yeah. but they were like, what a game. I'm like, guys. <laughs> We cannot say what a game. Well, right. This game was horrendous for the, until the final five minutes of the game, I think. What a finish, I think, is more the accurate term right. than what a game. But uh, Minnesota won the game nonetheless, 13-10. to 10. Nebraska goes ahead and covers in Matt Rule's debut as the head coach of the Cornhuskers. Game also goes under the total of 43.5. Uh, your takeaways, uh, X's and O's, or betting-wise, from last night's game between Minnesota and Nebraska. First of all, the N on a helmet for Nebraska stands for knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Want to get that straight out? <laughs> um, the rivalry still runs yeah, oh, in yeah, huh? deep. It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> it's, it's next um, week, week two. It we'll is, see it. and that's another thing. That's why they hyped it up because they <laughs> yeah. can't diss Nebraska, right? Yeah, I Gus guess so. and, and Joel. They can't like just criticize. It's a big noon game next week. Yeah. So, um, yeah, or lack of knowledge in terms of <laughs> not being able to execute well when you're supposed to. And I think uh, again, new coach on the road situation. Can you execute in critical moments, uh, uh, situational football? And obviously, Nebraska couldn't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> big 10 game broke out, though, Femi. It did. That thing, 13 to 10. Boy, uh, that was I amazing. mean, the total, not even in jeopardy here. 
Um, but, but it goes to show you again, I mean, you, you get all the hype or, or whatever, and we'll get in more into this, but um, it, are, are these teams going to be able to execute in critical moments, right? And uh, a, a road game like that and untested players, uh, when you're on the field for the first time like that in that type of environment, that gets tough. Uh, and there was some costly turnovers in this football game that cost Nebraska. Uh, and then, you know, on the other side, Minnesota is Minnesota. I mean, it, who knows what they're going to have, really? Are they going to have a mm-hmm. dominant running game? They need a dominant running game, yeah. uh, certainly, uh, to help out. But uh, we'll see what these two teams turn into. But uh, that was your, your prototypical Big Ten uh, snooze fest yeah. uh, between those two teams. Yeah, defensively, Minnesota looked strong, but also that might have just been maybe Nebraska's offense was bad. Uh, And for the Cornhuskers, I want to give it some time as well. Matt Rule, Mm -hmm. he's usually Mr. Fix-It. He Mm -hmm. turned things around at Temple, turned it around at Baylor. For college football, he's a pretty good coach. I think this is going to be more of like a year two thing for Matt Rule down Mm -hmm. there in Lincoln, but uh, it looked like they were playing solid, at least, physical. How timid did their quarterback look throwing that ball, picking end zone? It's like, okay, I shouldn't throw it, I shouldn't throw it, and then he threw it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that you can't play that position timid. And that just stood out to me how timid uh, that guy was playing when he was running a rock. He was great. But throwing it, just not the confidence that you want to see from a from a starting quarterback. We have a lot planned over these next two hours and 30 minutes. Vinny Mayulo, Hall of Fame oddsmaker at the South Point. Von Dalzell, NBC sports betting analyst at NBC at 1015 West Coast time. Carl Jick Jack Johnson, 1030 West Coast time. Sports book director at the Beauregard. But coming up next, Zach Cohen, VEASAN writer to break down week one college football Saturday. It's here, folks. Coming at you here on the Lombardi Line. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. The updated NFL betting guide is out now. Throughout the NFL preseason, the VEASAN experts have been reevaluating every team to give you the betting edge. Our updated NFL betting guide will have picks from every on-air host, team-specific preseason analysis, how to use VEASAN betting splits, and football contest strategies. If you want the best and most comprehensive collection of picks, predictions, and previews, now is the time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber for as low as $19 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Sign up today at vcin.com slash subscribe. $19 is the low, low bridge. <laughs> yes, That's an excellent deal mm-hmm. that we've hooked up over at vcin.com slash subscribe. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard here having fun breaking down college football and to help us break down week one and the Saturday slate, we bring in VEASAN writer over at VEASAN.com. Check out all of his work. Zachary Cohen joining us right now here on the Lombardi line. Zach, before we get into tomorrow's slate and your best bets, any takeaways from the two uh, FBS games that we saw, Minnesota-Nebraska or Florida-Utah last night? Yeah, I think takeaways, you know, as for the Big Ten, you think if you're in the Big Ten West, you probably feel really good about what you saw last night. I don't think Minnesota or Nebraska looks very good. And then just for Utah, I thought both quarterbacks showed some really good poise last night. I think the defense looked great. So I think that that's a team that could probably go into Baylor and win that game on the road without Cam Rising, which would be really big for them in ter- as terms of futures. You know, Zach, uh, one burning question I have for you is, you know, you think about college football and how much – familiarity there is right I mean we watch these games and it doesn't matter the Big Ten uh, or schools wherever you are uh, across the country right and, and it's like Utah I mean everybody's running the same schemes it, it, you know back in my day everybody ran the wishbone uh, because that was the offense in vogue right I mean Bo Jackson and the wishbone right think about that but what what do you use in terms of trying to distinguish or, or trying to find advantages in terms of uh, these schools that are so highly familiar with each other and their schemes. I think at this point of the season, I'm really looking at a lot of like stability stuff. I think Steve Mackinnon does a really good job with his stability score rankings, which he puts out in the college football guide. There's one tonight with uh, Hawaii and Stanford playing against each other with, with a really big mismatch in that. But, but yeah, I think you want to look at, you know, returning starters, familiarity with, new, with coaches, you know, teams that are, you know, playing new, new players and have new coaches are not going to do as well early in the season. We're speaking with Zachary Cohen here, VEASAN writer, also betting analyst here on the Lombardi line. Well, Zach Cohen, let's go ahead and turn the page to Saturday. And I'm not sure if you know or not, but I'm from Seattle, Washington, meaning I root for the Washington Huskies. And I see one of your best bets is the Boise State Broncos. What's going on, buddy? What's going on? You, you, you think Boise State could be live or do you just like them to stay within the number here? I only like them to stay within the number. I think Washington should end up winning that game. But that defense last year, they gave up 33 or more points five times. I still don't really fully trust that unit. And I think that Boise State mm. with Taylor Green is going to be a really, really tough team to stop. And I also think Boise State's defense last year, they gave up less than 20 points per game. They probably won't be as good this year. They lost a few starters, but it's a pretty trustworthy unit. And I think that they'll get a few key stops that allows them to stay within the number. Okay, let's get to another game here. Uh, Hawaii. Uh, and Stanford, uh, Zach, I mean, line movement already. Call it steam if you want to. Is there still a chance uh, some catching some points here with Hawaii? 
Yeah, so that one that was tonight, right? I think that Hawaii's going to potentially win that game outright. Mm-hmm. I really liked what I saw from them against Vanderbilt. That's still an SEC team. It's a bad one, but it's an SEC team. And I think that Stanford is definitely less talented than Vanderbilt. And that was a team that was as low on Steve Mackinan's stability scores as you could possibly be. They were one of three teams with a zero. They had only six starters returning, whole new coaching staff. I don't really trust them against a team that just played a game, has you know their, their feet wet. And I do think that that passing game for Hawaii looked really good in that first week. Braden Shager looked really confident. And I just think that's a game where I expect the home team to win, but I would probably take the points. Uh, totals have been the talk of the town in college football since week zero. Obviously, the new clock rules now that the clock no longer stops after first downs, except inside two minutes at the end of the second quarter and the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, but what do you like in the total wise in Buffalo and Wisconsin, who you mentioned should probably feel at ease after what they saw from Minnesota and Nebraska yesterday? Yeah, so I'm a Wisconsin fan. I went to Wisconsin. I've been following the program really closely, you know, since I went there. And I think that there's been a little bit too much talk about that air raid offense with Phil Longo. I still think it's going to be a team that runs the football a lot. They have Braylon Allen, they have Ches Malusi, and they have a really good offensive line. So I think the bread and butter for the Badgers will still be the running game. And I also think it's a really good defense. They were a top twenty, a top 30 defense last year, have a really good defensive coordinator coming over with Luke Fickle. So I think they're going to be really tough for Buffalo to score on. And I also think that there's a chance Buffalo makes Wisconsin have to make some tough throws on, you know, third and long situations where I could see the Badgers potentially struggling a little bit out the gates. So I think it'll take a few weeks for Tanner Mordecai to get uh, comfortable in Madison. You know, I, one of the things we've seen already too is uh, teams uh, having a tough go of it, certainly on the road at times, right? And uh, I, I wonder about Buffalo in that environment. Okay, you went there. Uh, jump around is incredible. Probably the best, one of the best traditions I've ever seen in person. Uh, distinct home home field advantage for Wisconsin. I mean, I know what you're saying about the new offense and all that, but uh, throw in that home field advantage and, and give us a degree uh, on what uh, what kind of factor that would have in this game. Yeah, I should have mentioned, I do think the Badgers are going to cover. I just, I feel more comfortable taking the under in that game. Yeah. The home field advantage should be huge. I actually saw Luke Fickle uh, asking the students to get to games earlier, which has been a problem with Wisconsin in the past. They usually show up in the second or third quarters. The uh, tailgates can be pretty fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> I think it'll be insane there on Saturday. I think the people are really excited for this new era of uh, Badger football. Zach, you speaking from experience about those tailgates, uh-huh. buddy? What's going on here, man? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> I was going to say that maybe is no, a hell maybe. yeah. That's a, that's a hell yes. Uh, we know in Wisconsin, they like they, they like their beer, as, as do I. Uh, UTSA in Houston, one of the more competitive games on tomorrow's slate. I'm seeing right now UTSA, a two-point favorite total at 60. What do you like in this one? Well, you just talked about home field advantage. Last year, uh, Houston was 0-6 against the spread at home, whereas UTSA was eight, is 8-1 straight up as a road favorite under Jeff Trailer. So I actually think this is a game where I don't think that there's going to be a home field advantage, and I think that the better team's just going to win outright, and I do think that is the Roadrunners. I think that they're one of the you know, more underrated teams coming into the uh, season, and I think that Houston faces a lot of question marks entering this year with Clayton Toon gone, Alton McCaskill gone. They return only five starters on offense. This is a team that is probably going to figure out eventually on that side of the ball because Dana Holgerson is just such a good offensive coach. But I think if it takes them a little bit of time to get going, they're going to get, you know, potentially, I don't know if it's going to be a blowout, but I think this could be an easy win for UTSA because I really like the Roadrunners offense. I don't think that uh, the Cougars can keep up in a shootout. All right, Zach, let's get to this next game because I'm curious about your thoughts on this one. Coastal Carolina 
uh, and UCLA. I mean, we see what DTR has turned into in the National Football League. Chip Kelly, does he have it going? Uh, your thoughts on this matchup? So part of my handicapping in this game is that I'm such a big DTR fan that I think that losing him is going to be a huge deal. They had a QB battle all the way up until a few days ago where Ethan Garbers won. I don't think that they're very high on Garbers. It seems like he's going to have a you know pretty short leash. So I think that if that UCLA offense doesn't come out, you know, Firing, I think they're going to have some trouble with Coastal Carolina, who has Grayson McCall, one of the best QBs in the country, and a lot of returning starters on offense. I just think this is going to be a game that could be really close down to the final minutes. And yeah, I just think that's a lot of points to be giving a chance team that I think is really good. Zach, we got a couple minutes left. I know you don't have uh, official best bets on these games, but I think there's going to be the more high-profile games of the weekend, and that's tomorrow night, North Carolina, South Carolina. They're in the uh, Dukes-Mayo kickoff, and then Sunday night between Florida State and LSU, the only top-10 matchup that we have this weekend here. Uh, your thoughts on the side or total, just kind of general analysis on the two marquee games of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, I'd lean over in that UNC-South Carolina game. I don't think that UNC's defense is going to be much better this year. I don't trust them to get off the field, and I do think that the Gamecocks offense found something late in the year with Spencer Rattler. They really simplified the offense. I think that they're going to see more of that this year, but but you know, maybe a little bit more refined. So I do think that's going to be a really high-scoring game. Um, and I do th- kind of lean with South Carolina on the money line. So I think that's going to mm. be a good one and a high-scoring one. You know, Zach, just thoughts on a mar- another marquee game Femi failed to mention uh, is CU and TCU. Uh, by the <laughs> how way. could I have forgotten? I know. I don't know it was how only you promoted that. 47 uh, exactly, times last exactly. night. It's all over the place, right? <laughs> uh, ex- I'm exploring a first-half situation for this game. I, I, is Did TCU reload? I mean, I know there's a lot of noise about the transfers and all this stuff, and uh, I was just curious your thoughts on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard not to be excited about Colorado. I love that commercial that they kept showing with Coach Prime, but I do, I do have. A, I'm really skeptical of them heading into the season. I think that when you get just have so many new players on a team, it's going to be really hard to find any types of of cohesiveness early in the season. I do kind of trust Sonny Dykes to reload. I don't think this is going to be, a, you know, a contender again. Maybe a seven, eight win team, but I do think Colorado is going to have trouble with TCU in that first game. Well, I don't know about Coach Prime and the Buffs, but we know that Zach Cohen is too legit to quit. <laughs> and he is the VEASAN writer and betting analyst here at the Sports Betting Network. Zach, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us and all the best with the bets uh, coming up this weekend. Thanks. Looking forward to all these games. Yeah, absolutely. That, that damn promo is going to be haunting me the rest <laughs> of this all weekend. Play. Prime on a Buffalo is crushing me, though. <laughs> yeah, now give me my and, theme music. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on, man. You know, the hat, I get it. That's a fashion statement. But on back of Ralphie? Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd see that. <laughs> Ralphie doesn't take it easy either. You gotta watch out. <laughs> Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame odds maker at the South Point, joins us next. This is the Lombardi line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSN, the sports betting network. Get rewarded before you ever place a bet with the G-Bank Visa Signature Card. Unlike other credit cards that decline sports betting transactions or treat them as a cash advance, the G-Bank Visa Signature Card can load directly to your favorite sportsbook apps. You'll earn a 1% cash rewards on gaming and sports app loads every time and 2% on other purchases. G-Bank Visa is a card designed for gaming and sports fans everywhere and works with apps like DraftKings, BetMGM, and Caesars. To learn more, go to g.bank.vsin. That's g.bank.vsin. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Lion. He's Mike Pritchard. I'm Femi Abebefe. Uh, we thank Zach Cohen, VSIN writer and betting analyst, for joining us in the last segment. And to continue this college football discussion and analysis, we bring in South Point's Hall of Fame odds maker, Vinny Maiulo, who is joining us now here on the Lombardi Line. Vinny, hope all is well. An exciting time. Labor Day weekend is here, meaning college football is here for real. Now, I'm curious for you guys, because early on in the season, I think a lot of betters go through this exercise as well. And I just want to hear it from a bookmaker standpoint. But how do you balance, Vinny, between not overreacting, but also making some adjustments to early season games now that we've now seen a data point for some of these teams? Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's a good uh, good question. Good to be with uh, you and Pritch, as always. Um, you, you know, y- you can't overreact, right, guys? I mean, uh, and, and we'll get to the NFL in a little bit because uh, week one, going from week one to week two, is the ultimate uh, caution, if you will, uh, about overreacting. But I think what we'll see here is from our side of the counter is a, a, a very close look at and uh, reevaluation, if you will, of uh, power ratings, right? I mean, and <clears throat> even, and it's not just, let's say, teams that have played already, but let's say teams uh, that have a team on their schedule that has played already. So in other words, you know, Hawaii has got a game under their belt. Who are some of their opponents uh, upcoming in w- with with their games? Their game uh, uh, tomorrow. I mean tonight with Stanford. Uh, you know how do we how do we take that into consideration? You you try to you you, you look and say well there's probably a bit of an advantage to Hawaii for having played already. Uh, now this game is home. Now it would be a more of an advantage had they played at home. Remember they were on the road last week. Right, so uh, holding steady. Uh, uh, by the way, Stanford in that game, uh, holding steady as a, a three-point favorite. That's mm-hmm. a game that opened with Stanford uh, guys a couple of months ago as a ten-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Right, but there were some very quick adjustments early, uh, and it's really been uh, uh, toggling between three and four now for the for the past month. Right, that early line movement came very quickly. And the other part, Pritch, to, to answer your question, is lots of uh, uh, quicker line movement early on and sometimes bigger line movement right in other words uh when i say bigger not just a half in half point increments uh perhaps in full point increments when you get let's say uh beyond uh, uh nine or ten uh when you get into the you know uh you know two and a half to three touchdown range then some of that line movement might be a point and a half right and again always taking into account who's wagering as well as how much they're wagering and when they're making the bets as well. Yeah, you know, Vinny, I mean, lots of factors. Right. I mean, I'm curious because it's such a, uh, you know, I need to see some evidence first, kind of reaction, but you know, like you said, but you don't want to overreact mm-hmm. and there's that delicate balance. I, I'm just curious too, from, from your point of view, uh, are you seeing betters come armed with the knowledge of the transfer portal and the impact of that? Or are you seeing other factors uh, being played out in, in their betting? Great point. Uh, the transfer portal uh, is uh, is certainly the, the wild card that we didn't have to deal with uh, prior to a couple of years ago, and uh, some pretty expensive lessons that we had to learn. I think when you look at the transfer portal, Pritch, you know, you you go back to when we put up our games of the year, right? We uh, we typically prior to this year we had put them up back in May. Well, we waited this year and put them up in August, right? Because 
when you, and here's I guess the biggest statement that that we observed or the biggest uh, uh, aspect that we noted when when Nick Saban goes and gets another quarterback out of the transfer portal uh, after the spring game I think that tells you something that's something that you have to pay attention to uh, professional betters were paying very close attention to the transfer portal all along and so you know we've got a situation where we had to take note of it so it's it is an absolute wild card that we didn't have to deal with in years past uh, you know prior uh, to just a couple of years ago but now it's something that you have to the other part to to your question is betters are are much more informed today and that's good um, you know, I think a lot of operators would prefer maybe that betters were not uh, as educated. But listen, <laughs> you know, there's a lot more information available out there, and you've got to respect that. And people are putting up their money. I've always said that, you know, the sports book counter is the ultimate, you know, put your money where your mouth is, right? And so people t- do that. The, the thing about people being more educated is is it creates more business. It creates more action. Action creates action. And if people are making better informed decisions, they're going to tend to bet more, maybe perhaps more money, but they're going to bet more often. They're more comfortable with it, and they're going to keep. So, And, and obviously that's worked because when you look at, at the handle now and how even with over 40 jurisdictions around the country, uh, Nevada's handle continues to grow, and I think that'll continue because of the uh, the information that's out there. So we've got to be cognizant of it. Uh, it's always a, a you know a battle of information, but it's also a, a respectful battle when you think about it because you want to also have those respected opinions on the other side of the counter that you know keep you informed as well on our side of the counter. Mm, that's a great answer. We're speaking mm. with Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame oddsmaker over at the South Point. Vinny, before we turn our attention to week one of the NFL next week, uh, what are some of the popular sides that are being bet for this weekend in college football? Well, uh, when you look at, I mean, uh, I, I think today's game, If, if I, I mentioned earlier uh, the uh, the Stanford-Hawaii game. When you look at that game as the, uh, the primetime game, like the, the get-out game of today, also <laughs> between yesterday and today, you know, these are the games that kind of light light the fuse for the weekend, right, and get it get us into a holiday weekend, uh, which is going to culminate on Monday night, um, you know, with the uh, uh, the the, uh, the Clemson-Duke game. So, um, but last night's two games, Nebraska, Minnesota, Florida, Utah, did not disappoint in terms of handle. Um, the, uh, like I said, the Stanford-Hawaii game, we already uh, talked about that with Stanford holding steady now as a three-point favorite. Uh, the total 55, that's a popular game. Uh, Ohio State and Indiana. Um, you know what? Four touchdowns didn't uh, discourage anybody uh, <laughs> uh, to to back uh, to, to back the Ohio State Buckeyes. That game uh, opened uh, at uh, twenty seven is up to thirty right now. Uh, that one is uh, is getting quite a bit of attention. Uh, same thing with Wisconsin. You know these big favorites are uh, people are not uh, not discouraged uh, betting uh, betting these big favorites. Wisconsin from twenty three and a half up to twenty eight. Uh, another uh, uh, Toledo getting some support against Illinois Mm. at Illinois. That game uh, is down uh, to nine, nine and a half, depending on where you shop off the 10, uh, 10 and a half point opener. Um, You know, uh, Alabama, another big favorite up to 39. We'll probably see 40 on that game against middle Tennessee, Uh, Penn state and uh, West Virginia, Penn state opened as uh, 19 and a half point favorites. That's up to 21 now. Uh, that's the uh, four uh, four thirty game Pacific time uh, tomorrow, uh, and that game uh, uh, that total being bet under from fifty three down to forty nine. 
LSU and Florida State, a great two-way betting game. This is a, this is a game that's going to be one of the big highlights, not only in terms of interest, but uh, uh, in terms of handle for the weekend. Uh, that game is uh, from LSU as a three-point favorite in Orlando, now down to two, and the total on that one climbing uh, up to 56.5. It's up a couple of points. So when you and, and the thing about it, let's look at another game too, guys, just mm-hmm. to, to give you kind of a context of how people are betting and what these games are. Northwestern and Rutgers. Now, here's a conference game. Uh, by the way, North, uh, Rutgers opened as a, a five-point favorite, uh, got as high as seven, down to six and a half, so toggling back and forth uh, between six and a half and seven. If that game were to be on a, let's say, next Saturday, and it would be you know put in the middle of, of the full schedule, either as a 9 a.m. Pacific or a, a, a noon or 12.30 game, this game here, because of where it is, on, and it's a holiday weekend, and it's the uh, the early game on Sunday, probably going to do at least 25 to 30% more handle because it's going to be concentrated, right? They're, they're much mm-hmm. more concentrated handle. It's one of only uh, three main board games uh, on the uh, schedule that day. So the way these games are positioned in this first week, guys, is is certainly going to impact them. Yeah, and they're definitely seeing a lot of push-pull there with LSU and Florida State. I like that the fact that they've mm-hmm. given us a marquee game on Sunday night because it usually felt like that Sunday night game sometimes was a throwaway. It's a legit game there with some college football playoff implications as well. He is Vinny Maiulo, Hall of Fame oddsmaker over at the South Point Hotel and Casino. Vinny, we appreciate the insights as always, and be well. Guys, have a good, have a profitable Labor Day weekend. All right. We'll try. That's for sure. Yes. I can't, can't make any guarantees. We're going to take a shot. <laughs> you can't make any guarantees <laughs> there. Shots. Uh, but anything that stand out to you from what Vinny was saying there is that people are not afraid to lay the lumber. No, no. I mean, I think if you, you, if you can identify distinct advantages, I mean, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, they, they have a distinctive home field advantage, right? And that, yeah. that's even though it's a new offense, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see the Big Ten kind of break out of their shell uh, oh, a little yeah. bit. Uh, so, no, that, that stayed out to me right there. Oh, yeah, we'll get Fickleball. We'll be back on the other side. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VSEN expert has the hot hand. For VSIM Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access. Become a VSIM Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19 for your first month at VSIM.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line. Femi Abebefe alongside Mike Pritchard hanging out here on a Friday morning, Friday of Labor Day. We hope everybody has a happy and healthy extended weekend as we prepare for the college football season. The NFL coming up a little on later next week. But we had Vinny Maiulo on in the last segment, Hall of Fame oddsmaker at the South Point. We encourage anybody who missed the interview to check that out in podcast form over at the Lombardi Line. Get it wherever you get your podcast. But I wanted to ask Vinny, and we ran out of time, but I did want to ask him about the Cooper Cup injury. This mm. news came out yesterday from all the reporters who cover the Rams that Cooper Cup did not practice after Sean McVay said he suffered what he's calling a setback. He described it as a muscle strain. Cooper Cup earlier this offseason had a hamstring injury. It sounds like he went ahead and reaggravated this thing or the muscle strain has reactivated this hamstring to be an issue. And now they're calling Cooper Cup day-to-day. And McVay was asked, Pritch, would you expect Cooper Cup to be available for the opener? And McVay said, quote, I think we're taking it a day at a time right now. That doesn't sound good. Usually coaches try to put a spin on it. He didn't try to put a spin. He just says, we're taking it a day at a time right now. The line yesterday, Pritch, went mm-hmm. from four, four and a half to now five and a half mm-hmm. with the uncertainty of Cup. But I'm assuming that if Cup gets ruled out next week at some point, I think this is Seahawks six and a half in that range or so. But just from an on-field standpoint, what would the absence of Cooper Cup mean to this Rams offense against Seattle? Well, the production uh, of Cooper Cup, has been off the charts. Him and Matt Stafford has been, they, they've been phenomenal really the last two years, the last few years. And, and so uh, there's, there's no continuity. There's no run after the catch, which Cooper Cup is extraordinary with. Um, the uncanny uh, ability to get open uh, when you don't think he's going to get open. Um, the ability to make tough catches. You know, you're, you're missing a lot. He's a premium player. He's in my, mm-hmm. one of my top 20 uh, wide receivers uh, this year. Uh, but the hamstring issue is something you can't rush. You can't put a timetable uh, on a hamstring situation because everybody heals differently, right? Uh, a sprain versus a strain uh, is still something torn. <laughs> you know, it's a blood flow injury, thank goodness. But uh, there's, you just can't put a timetable on it. You can't say, oh, yeah, he's going to be back for week one. You just don't know. Um, you have to make sure that thing is fully healed, completely healed. Uh, before you go out there again. I know at the beginning of August and, okay, at the end of August, you think you're ready to go. You probably feel great if you Cooper Cup. Yeah, let's go. Let's, mm-hmm. I feel great. But then the suddenness is starting and stopping and, and then the explosiveness as well. You put a strain on it. Okay, you strain it, 
right? It's not ready. Uh, and, and so how long is that going to keep you out? I think as a better file this away because this is going to be reoccurring, yeah. uh, you know, and typically for hamstrings uh, and, and I for, fortunately for me, I never dealt with them, but I had teammates that dealt with them uh, as a sprinter. Uh, <clears> you <throat> are you are conscious of that thing all the time. Are you mm -hmm. going to be able to go full out, uh, you know, on game day or are you going to be thinking about that hamstring at times? Yeah. And soft tissue injuries like hamstring being one of them. Yeah. Like you said, they just tend to linger and yeah. you have to give it time. And time is not of the essence right now, like, or time is of the essence, mm -hmm. I should say. Like, like the, the clock is ticking. The regular season is now a week away. And practice week is Wednesday. We'll see if what the injury report comes out. That'll be our first actual injury report of the season for this game. will be Wednesday afternoon at some point. And I would expect him not to practice in that game. And the market maybe moves a little bit more. And then if we get to the point where we get to Friday and he's still DNP, at that point, I feel like the market's going to anticipate that he's not going to play in this game to where maybe there's a little bit of value laying five or five and a half here with Seattle based on the line likely closes yeah. north of this number if Cup is indeed inactive come game day. Well, it gets difficult because, you know, for me, when I c come to divisional games, yeah. that's a field goal game, right? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hovering around a field goal because just Hard familiarity. Hard early in the season. Exactly. So... Uh, but but I am high on the Seahawks. Uh, I'm not high on the Rams. Even with Cooper Cup out there, I'm not high on the Rams. But mm -hmm. uh, if this guy is not able to go, uh, and all indications are like we're going to rest him, kind of like Burrow, we're going to rest him mm -hmm. uh, and not put him back out there until we know for a fact that thing uh, is completely healed. Uh, I don't know how effective the Rams are going to be. I mean, the, the Rams, they, they're trying to find out their depth pieces right now. <laughs> they're trying to find out what – what they have as a roster and what they need to rebuild with, you know? And so uh, it's a divisional game and it gets tough for me with a big number like that land it. But uh, without Cooper cup on, on, on the field, maybe you're a little bit more confident. Yeah. Yeah. For me personally, it's a stay away because like you, I hate laying it yeah. early in the season in division games. That's not something that I'm going to want to do, mm -hmm. but if you're in pursuit of closing line value and that's your ultimate goal, I think if you lay five or five and a half, you will get closing line value in this game. Just based on the way Sean McVay is talking yeah. and saying we're going to take it a day at a time right now, like I think Cooper Cup is an underdog to play Sunday mm. next week against the Seattle Seahawks. So mm. if you want closing line value, five, five and a half with Seattle, you can probably get it. Now what happens in the game? Hey, it's not up to, <laughs> to me. <laughs> but, but the CLV will definitely be in the yeah. pocket there for you with Seattle in my assessment of this market. Um, we did get some wide receiver news mm from Tampa Bay earlier today. And this coming from Mike Evans's agent, the all pro wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He said, Mike Evans's agent. Now Adam Schefter tweeted this about a few hours ago saying, quote, his agent has informed the Buccaneers organization that we will continue to, or we will sorry, discontinue contract discussions as of September 9th, 2023. We have been working on extending Mike's career with the Bucks for over a year. And we want the fans to know this is not a tactic and the ball is in the owner's court. That said, we are giving the Bucks until the start of the regular season to make him a buck for life. And if that cannot happen, 100% of Mike's focus will be on football and his future and where he can continue to make an impact. <laughs> that to me sounds like a threat. Well, future <laughs> is now, that kind of thing. The future is it now. It sounds kind like of the thing. future is now. It's like, hey, this is not a tactic. <laughs> However, if they don't meet our demands, then we will be looking elsewhere. Yeah. It's pretty much the Spark Notes version of what he said. How many weeks do you give it before you hear from his agent that Mike Williams, Mike Evans wants to be traded? 
I mean, weeks. It, it might be days. If this isn't a tactic, <laughs> uh, I, I want to get the hell out of here. I mean, that that's uh, uh, the precursor, right? This is a pre- typically. I mean, what, what, why does Tampa need to extend Mike Evans at this point? They don't even know what they have. They, yeah. they barely have a quarterback. Um, uh, and, and you know, Topos is up against it, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is not a great situation to be in. Good luck, um, buddy. I know exactly, uh, but. Uh, no, Mike Evans, what is he, 30, 31 years old, and he wants one more contract, and I don't blame him. Uh, but also, you know, playing with Tom Brady and, and understanding that level and, and understanding what it takes to win a Super Bowl and all that, you, once you taste that, fam, you want that again, man. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not coming anytime soon down there in Tampa. So, yeah, no long-term deal, but uh, maybe a matter of days or weeks like <laughs> we just talked about in terms uh, we start hearing Mike Evans chirping or his agent start chirping about, like, I, I might want to get out of here. So Mike Evans just turned 30 about 10 days ago. So happy mm-hmm. belated birthday to Mike Evans, now 30 years old. And, I mean, he, he wasn't productive in terms of touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. But in terms of yards, 1,100 yards, which was more yards than he had in the previous two seasons with Tom Brady right. uh, at quarterback there as well. So uh, with the Brady seasons, he had a lot of touchdowns, 13 in 2020, 14 in 21. And then last year he had six. So this is still a productive big play wide receiver. Yards per receptions last year, 14.6. He can make an impact on a really good contending caliber team that is in search of a wide receiver. I just think from Tampa Bay's standpoint, Mm -hmm. win totals at five and a half. You have uncertainty at quarterback, to say the least, with Baker Mayfield now as your starter. Like you mentioned, salary cap issue. Like, what is the point of extending Mike Evans? This, to me, feels like if you're both Tampa and Mike Evans, you're kind of incentivized to just trade him. Yeah, because <laughs> like, Mike Evans already spoke out about, okay, I want to know who my quarterback is. Like, that yeah. was recent. And, okay, days later, we find out it's going to be Baker. Um, <laughs> and it's weird that he says he wants, now wants a contract. After yeah. That. So let's – I know, right? <laughs> so like, let's Ur. look at teams with cap space real quick. You know, that could – because Tampa needs draft picks, right? Yep. Uh, you're going to get some Draft kind picks of, and cap space. Yeah, I mean, I know he's 31 years old, 30 years old, but uh, you, you should be able to get a mid-round for – Oh, yeah. For Mike Evans. Um, and if you're a team that's in look, looking for, a, 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 like you said, a premium type of player or a wide receiver that can be highly productive, and we can add that player to the mix here to help us out. I mean, there's some teams out there, the Indianapolis Colts. Mm. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts could use somebody like Mike Evans, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but no, there's some teams out there that, that could uh, benefit from an addition a, along the way of a Mike Evans. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100% as well. And like, if you're Tampa, like, just try to get the day two pick, whether it's a second no. or third round pick, probably more in the third round range, just given his age and also him in pursuit of a new contract. So teams are not going to want to give up a first round pick. But if you can get a third for Mike Evans and you're Tampa, I think you just cut your losses and just do the deal because you're, the third round pick is probably more valuable to you this season than Mike Evans will be because if yeah. you're on him, you still have a win total of five and a half, which is uh, less than uh, mm-hmm. than good. All right, hour number two to start the other side. This is Lombardi Line. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated all opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 